Thank you so much for joining me today on another episode. And as always, I'm very grateful, grateful for all the views and all the support that you guys have been giving this podcast, this little old podcast in the middle of nowhere. Glad you found me. I'm glad I found you. Before I begin on today's discussion, I just want to note that I am not in any way going to be talking about nutrition in this podcast. That is not within my scope of practice. So please refer to uh, nutritionists and your primary care physician to be able to determine what is good for you when it comes to diets or exercise plans that best work around your ability. So as a therapist, I deal, and as a woman, I have dealt with issues with my self-image. And a lot of the times, working in therapy, uh, I'm confronted with this issue, whether it's by men or women. They're hitting blocks that they don't understand why, or they think they don't understand why. And their self-image is negative, and also they're very self-defeating. Their conversation about food and about themselves and what they're able to do or not able to do is very self-defeating. I don't hear success. I hear sabotage when I listen to some of the people that I listen to and very much sabotage in me when I was that way too. But I had to work a lot and I still do work a lot on my self-image and I'm able to maintain a healthier lifestyle and it's not by shaming and guilting myself into it. It's not by mentally harming myself or starving myself. It is by loving myself. It is by uh, doing it in different ways and today I'm going to talk about those ways because, again, if whether you're going to start a, an exercise program or you're going to start a dieting situation or eating healthier or just a lifestyle as a whole, all of those are very possible when you are mentally aligned with those goals, okay? It, it is very difficult for us to align or work from the outside in. I can do a diet, but I'll give up real quick because mentally I will not be able to handle it. I'm, I'm self-defeating. I'll get started on an exercise program, but I'll give up too quickly because I'll fuck myself over trying to compare myself to other people or to expecting too much of myself and not making it easy and simple and forget it. On the days I don't go to the gym, I don't want to hear my own self-talk. And my nasty, filthy, sad, angry self is going to hurt me on the inside because I did not go one day to the gym. So, of course, after that, I will just say, fuck it, I won't go anymore. And then I will self-sabotage all the way. I'll quit the gym altogether. So, we're going to have to respect ourselves (laughs) mentally and meet ourselves where we're at first. So let's talk about the things that are going to set you up with success when it comes to changing your self-image and really making anything that you're doing become a success story for you. Because it's really a mental thing. When you understand that, you have much more power over your body than you did before. So you're not doing things that are silly like trying to do diets, but your mental uh, anguish is still going on. Your mental self-sabotage is still going on. It won't work. It won't work. Just telling you that right now. 
One of the things that I need to point out before we begin is that here in the Western world, we have an idea of what healthy means, and we have become so robotic about it. We're missing the mind and body connection. You know, it's it's so either vegan, uh, high protein, low carb, blah blah. It's it's become not about. Uh, self-love and about healing and about food as sustenance and a relationship with food it's become more of like a punishment it's <laughs> it's punishment it's full-blown it's like we call eating uh, naughty <laughs> or eating something that has carbs or eating, we call eating anything like that that's out of what we're, su- we're supposed to eat quote-unquote is cheating we we have a cheating relationship with food and if you know about any cheater they feel usually guilty I've never met a cheater that's like, yeah, I'm glad I'm, I cheat and I love it. No, no, no. They cheat and they don't like themselves for it. That's what the word cheating means. So sometimes you think you say words and it means nothing, but it means something. So we don't understand the concept of moderation. That's why we need high level Nazi concentration camp, uh, you know, regulations and policies <laughs> to keep us not you know, to keep us n- not cheating and eating healthy and it's, and it's not natural. It doesn't feel natural. It feels odd. It feels restrictive. Um, and what a human spirit does when they're restricted from doing something, they'll rebel. <laughs> I don't want to rebel. I don't want to think my food is an enemy that I got to rebel against, that I got to have a riot against. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Their relationship with food needs to change, my friends. It needs to be about moderation. All around the world, people don't worry necessarily about diets. Uh, for a long, a long time ago, they did not worry about diets. They were walking everywhere. They ate. Their input was equaling their output. Um, when they were hungry, they ate. When they were full, they stopped. All these concepts are wonderful. Moderation, everything in moderation. But of course, in our Western world, we have an all-you-can-eat buffet. And trust me, I love those. I am not talking shit about them at all, except the concept of them is <laughs> not an everyday life type of thing. It's it says that we just need to we need to uh, you know uh, demonstrate gluttony <laughs> as a way to just run wild, cheat. We we don't think that it, it's moderation is possible portions in restaurants have become tremendous and don't i'm not complaining about them i'm just saying those are things that are are part of our i guess life here in the western world we live a little differently we are not as active right so we have concepts that are very rigid in our own activity let's say we are active let's say we go to the mall or we go shopping grocery shopping we take the kids to soccer games we walk around we call that activity but a lot of us believe that we have to be at the gym working out like this person who's right there on the treadmill running seven miles and sweating and this other person that's you know pumping mass amount of metal um i i I have to look like those people and then i go into my own self-shaming and then that becomes really a filthy conversation about exercise so and i'm just going to start to rebel once again do you see how much we're rebelling on the inside against something we know does not feel right right i i know within me and i have to respect within me what works for me and what doesn't work for me and i think we want to go back to the natural moderation understanding moderation especially when if, if we grew up in a time 
in a family, in a cultural environment that food was more of a comfort situation or used as a way to comfort or pacify, unfortunately. Those are some of the reasons why people uh, sometimes give food uh, to children or feed children. So the point of this is that I want us to go back to what our ancestors were doing and what were, what they were successful at doing. It wasn't just the Mediterranean diet or the keto diet or the blah, blah diet or the paleo diet or whatever. Not all that. It's not all that. It's moderation. It's thinking moderately. It's not going to extremes. It's knowing our habits and being so self-aware when we're eating being so self-aware of the relationship that we have with food and being very self-aware when we, how we talk to ourselves about our own bodies and about food specifically, right? So it's about self-awareness. That's how we moderate. But when we're mindlessly eating, then we could be in front of the TV and we can go get food and start eating. It's mindless eating. It's not really eating because of sustenance and there's a respect for it and there's moderate appeal to it. Rather, it's a, it's a, extreme it's an extreme that is almost a way to escape reality right i hope that makes sense the next point i want to make or the question i want to ask you is what do you say about food what what is your conversation inside your head about food heck even out loud what what do you say about food it indicates your beliefs about food about yourself when it comes to eating a lot of those little beliefs that we have are so ingrained in us and very subconscious. I may not even be aware of what they are. I have to explore my habits to understand what those beliefs are. So for example, if I always gave up on healthy, healthy food, then I have to look at what does my brain define healthy and why, what beliefs do I have about healthy food? Is healthy food boring, not fun, dry, um, not good enough? Because that's all not true, not true at all. Healthy food has been food that our ancestors ate. (laughs) They, They didn't have processed food. They had regular food, food that wasn't processed, wasn't done up all to heck with food coloring. It was just regular food. So our men, our mind is now making anything that's healthy just an enemy, an enemy. Like we're being punished if we eat healthy, quote unquote. So watch out for those beliefs because you are reacting on them. They're actually uh, motivating the behavior that you have now with food as well as uh, specifically food. I was going to say exercise, but that works the same way with exercise. What beliefs do you have about exercise that are motivating your beliefs today? Does Do you uh, think that you have to go all out every time you start exercising? Do you have to, do you go to the gym and look at another person who's exercising and like well, well into their exercise habits and think, oh my God, I'm not there yet. And I just, I'm, I become impatient with myself and, and start bludgeoning myself emotionally. I mean, this, is that what it sounds like in there? That's probably going to keep you very defeated on the inside. It is going to keep you further and further away from success because you're still in the comparison game. Your language about yourself and about how you do exercise is not moderate. That's number one. It's not patient with you. That's number two. It's not respecting where you're at right now. And that brings me to the next point. We need to respect where we are right now. You cannot go anywhere without accepting where you're at. A lot of people (laughs) have a hard time with this one, friends. Let me explain. It's like we're in denial. 
we're in denial. We want to shame ourselves when we talk about ourselves. We, we say things like, oh God, I just have 15 pounds I got to lose. Look at this belly. Look at this belly. Look at these thighs. And we're not gentle or kind. We're not accepting. You're kind of just sitting there pointing out negatively and shaming yourself for your body. We can't, we can't do that. You either have to start in a happy place and that's where you go, or you start in a miserable place and that's where you're going to go. Does that make sense? You can't be miserable on the inside and think you're going to get to a happy place, a successful place, a place where it requires you to encourage yourself, where it requires you to see beyond the um, immediate gratification. It needs you to be patient with you, be compassionate with you in this process as you achieve your goals. I hope that makes sense because it makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense, however, that you are continuously being disappointed with yourself and thinking that you being disappointed with yourself all the time is going to get you to a place of encouragement. I'm so sorry. When you're pointing out negatively what's what you're doing wrong and how uh, terrible you are, there is no place you're going to go except down, downhill. Emotionally, that's where you're going to go. I need you to accept where you're at. I mean, accept whatever it is that you have. Accept where you're at. It, it's so important. People say, well, I know where I'm at. I, I didn't say, you know, shaming and guilting yourself is not knowing where you're at. It's not acceptance. That's not what I mean by it. I mean, I love myself. I need to pamper myself. I don't want to make rules like, oh, I'll only buy outfits and I'll get ready and I'll do my hair when I lose some weight. Don't make silly rules like that because what's going to end up happening is that basically the command you're giving your brain is, let me punish myself until I get there and shame myself every damn day by not getting dressed up, by not doing my self-care and grooming because I'm not worthy of the time. Do you think if you do that every day that you are going to reach the goal you want to reach? No, because when you don't like yourself, you will not do something nice for yourself. It's like when we don't like another person, more than likely, oh, we're not going to do something nice for that person. Same thing with you. I want you to like you for you to do nice things for you. And when we like ourselves, we're going to treat ourselves nicely. We're going to respect and love ourselves with our eating and respect and love ourselves with how we become active and how we look at ourselves and our progress, how patient we are with ourselves, how loving and kind we are and compassionate we are with ourselves. I need the resistance with food to start softening because it's blocking your progress. It's going to block any progress that you would like to see with anything else because there's a self-defeating climate on the inside of you that's not going to be conducive to success in any area, especially in getting healthy. So I hope that makes sense to you because again, it makes sense to me. It, it, it makes sense to me. We got to get right with ourselves in order for us to stop using shame and guilt as a way to motivate ourselves to go to the gym because it will only work sometimes. And then uh, shaming or guilting ourselves when we do eat or we don't eat, right? In the way we eat or the way we restrict. I don't, I, we don't need, we need to move away from this nonsense, nonsense. It needs to be kind and gentle and compassionate, not shaming and regulations and policies. I don't, I don't understand how that's going to work. I, I, I don't. I don't. For many people, 
it appears to be counterproductive if I'm trying to remove your resistance away from food. But the thing is, I need that to happen. Let me tell you why. Because when you think about food and you're worried about food and you're obsessing about food, what you're really doing is increasing your cravings for it. So naturally, we have a conditioned response to food. We start salivating just like dogs do. And we start having, my stomach starts to hurt, all that good stuff. And I just start thinking, I really need the food now because I've been thinking about it for so long. So thinking about food in an extreme way, whether I'm regulating it or binging it, it's obsessive and it will result in your increased craving. That's why I need you to soften that resistance, you guys. I don't need you to obsess about food. I need you to know you can eat anytime you like, but that you are eating with love, that you are today eating with love, not with shame, not with restrictions and regulations. You can be doing the keto diet with love. You can be doing low-carb diet with love. You could be doing vegan with love. Any of these could be done with love. You can exercise with love. Again, none of this is going gonna, is gonna to change. It's how you approach these things that are going to make it more successful. You can use whatever diet plan you want, but I need you to be on the inside in alignment, ready for success, ready for encouragement, for patience, for self-compassion. To really sum up today's discussion is there's no way to get to success, especially when it comes to, you know, uh, healthy habits and improving self-image and all that good stuff. There's no way of to getting there without connecting your mind to your body. They work together. When you are just doing a diet or just doing an exercise plan and you're not considering your mind and it's the same mind that's been doing it all along, then nothing's going to change. There's, it's, it's going to stay the same. You, you might quit. You might become self-defeating. All the stuff that we've done before. But when we connect our, our mind and our body together, then we have a better chance of becoming much more uh, equipped to reach the goal that we want to reach. And we can do this and maintain it for life because we have a brain that will do it for life. So don't do your little diets. Don't start working from the outside in. Start working from the inside out. Inside out. When you're doing your exercises, when you're thinking about or coming up with a plan for your diet or, or exercise plan, I want you to do it from the inside out. Check out what's comfortable for you. Check out what you can really love yourself for, uh, whether it's taking walks in the park with your he- with your headphones or walking the dog daily, uh, walking for 20 minutes, whatever you put in, I want you to respect yourself and enjoy it and respect that time. Don't sit in the lack, sit in gratitude that it was done and that you were able to do it. Give yourself the credit for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want us to work from the outside in. It's a waste of time. A waste of time. We'll keep doing the same stuff over and over again because you are not, you are a thinking, feeling human being. You're not a robot. You're not just doing stuff. You are thinking about the stuff that you're doing. You're feeling the stuff that you're doing. So please understand, you need a specific type of uh, maneuvering to your equipment on the inside before you do anything on the outside. That goes for anything I could think of, any goal that you want to meet. All right, you guys. uh, Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this was useful and you guys just keep doing what you're doing. You're moving forward. You're getting better every day and that's what life is about it's really about the relationship that you have with you i'm looking forward to seeing your progress in that area i'm all about it i live for it the relationship with you is number one
please take care of that first before you take care of anything else. My name is Tala, and I'm sending you guys lots and lots of love. And this has been an episode of Drive Through. Thank you.